up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Zip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. By the way, if you're listening on podcast, after the fact, not real-time, podcast, remember, give us a review on the podcast. Oh you know, give it, you know, write a comment. Give us a rating. I never, ever plug it. I always forget to plug it, but I'm always curious. When I did this last time, I saw three new comments on there. Just like that. Same you're, day. You're a good salesman. Please plug. Yeah, please uh, give us a comment. Can we give us a we, rating? Can we thank Bagels and Joe right now? Of course we can thank Bagels and Joe because they're providing us our caffeine for the morning via Snickerdoodle Coffee. I bring that up because... I walked in today and yep. said, I'm going to go with water for the first hour. And your reaction is always, oh, great. Great. <laughs> comes a surly first hour. Right. And it was. It was. It was. I wonder if you're, I think you're right. I mentioned the first segment we got going. Say, well, you didn't have your coffee. Right. Jake, for our listeners, Jake is always concerned if I say, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do coffee till the second oh, hour. Great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the, <laughs> where's the fight begin now? Is it that bad? It is. It's, there's <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> I like that we are frank with there, each other. There are some days you don't have your coffee and you're just fine the first uh-huh. hour. But there's some days yeah. I could just tell, well, yeah. someone didn't have their caffeine jolt. Oh, and boy. they're cranky over yeah. there. Yeah. God, it is pronounced. On the edge. Yeah, it is pronounced. I've noticed it in recent years. I've noticed it when we're on the road. Sometimes where I notice it is. Well, I mean, it's just pronounced how much better I feel after the first cup of coffee. It's incredible. It's sad. It's scary. How much you need it? Yeah. How much you depend and on how it? how much you feel, how better you feel when you have it. Why is that? It can't it's be caffeine. Me- it can't be mental. It's, it's, yeah, it's partly mental. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a mental thing. I don't believe Plus it's Plus, caffeine helps you, just gives you a jolt. What I felt in New Jersey the morning after the game, that Saturday morning, was not mental. I, I was, I... I had to write a column before we got on the plane in the morning. So I was up. You know, the game, we didn't get back to the hotel till 2.30, and I got up at like 6.30 to write, so right. four hours of sleep. Yeah. And I was writing, literally, I wrote 300 words and then sat on the couch and dozed off. Wrote 300 words, sat on the couch and dozed off. Then wrote 300 words, sat on the couch. Then I had coffee. And I was like, whoa, I feel amazing. You're le- <laughs> At 56 years old, you're, you're learning the true effects of caffeine. Yeah, and I, and. That's just pure stupidity. What I did? Why not? Why didn't I drink coffee before I started writing? Why? Why? That why is pure I... stupidity. <laughs> Thanks. Um, just funny. Hey, at least bagels you, and Joe. You found it out yourself, though. Bagels and Joe. <laughs> Thank you for the coffee. Believe it. Are you having meth laced coffee? No, there's no meth in the coffee. Believer. <laughs> <laughs> My God, believer. No. Just, uh, everyone's saying addiction here. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a line of addiction on the text line. Oh, I think. Well, 
SIP and millions upon millions of people across the world, if not billions, right, have oh, coffee yeah. addiction. Right. Well, yeah, Th- Starbucks on Thirty Third and Oh, um, I will occasionally go through there and get an, uh, an Americano because I'm an yeah. Americano. I like Americanos, yeah. and I'm Americano. Yeah, also. we're, we're Americanos. So, <laughs> so one of a kind. Naturally, a kind we here. get grandes. I get an Americano grande with two pumps of mocha, sometimes three pumps of mocha. And I noticed there are times you can't go there. The line will be out to O Street, yeah. which is a hazard because well, O that, Street is... that location, I, I think Starbucks would tell you it's a terrible location. That's 15 cars deep sometimes. I, I feel bad for the other businesses in that strip mall or that strip area because yeah. it's like, where do you park at? You can't park because there's constantly 5,000 cars in line for coffee Pretty that wrap con- around right, the building right. and go onto the street. Yeah, the coffee thing is real. It's a horrible location. Uh, but Bagels and Joe, yeah. um, I, I shouldn't have brought up That's Starbucks. Fine. They understand. Bagels and Joe supplies us with the coffee. And we were, I was surly that first segment. We were talking about. Metrics. Yeah. Trev and, Alberts, and Scott Frost. Your take was, well, he said if Frost wins six, then he was safe. So therefore, Frost would have been safe. Now you relented. No, 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 no. That's what he said. Yeah. I went back and said, I think that Trev wanted to work out with Frost. Yeah. That well, was my it's, stance. I possibly did. That was my stance. Mostly on that. Okay. I'm just not. Your surly self heard what you wanted to hear (laughs) and attacked me. I did not attack you. There was not an attack. Did you have a joke you want to tell the listeners? Um, What's Forrest Gump's computer password? Run, Forrest, run. One, Forrest, one. I'm not sure that's a good joke. I don't even think that that's good. One, Forrest, one. That I think that's the worst one you've had so far. Is it? But why? I don't know. I just thought it was good. I like those clean, clean jokes. I don't, I don't think that's how, that one's that good. Like the, most of my laugh at that was like, eh. okay. I I get it, but I don't think it's very good. Oh, this is idle chit chat at this point. Yeah, and it's still we got people are still wanting to sponsor this on the text line. We got Vegas Bobcat wants to sponsor. I got a guy named Newt. Wants to sponsor it. We got David at Renew Your Auto wants well, to sponsor well, it. Thank you, everybody. High V might want to sponsor it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a bidding war, baby. <laughs> I mean, the reason a store might want to sponsor it because a lot of the idle chit chat in this world occurs while you're waiting in line. If someone happens to, you know, glance back at you, you almost feel compelled to say something like, "Wow, how about the weather out there? A little crisp. Are you ready for the winter?" You know, um, big plans this weekend. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Zach and Sioux City said that was a 10 out of 10 joke. Thank you. The one forest one. One forest one. 10. Eric and Elkhorn says nine stars out of that joke. Okay. I'm surprised. I just. I am a big advocate of clean jokes. Well, I am too. Because they're, those are the tough ones. Those are the tough ones. That, now, that, that one guy says, I am laughing that such a poor joke was told on the air. <laughs> no, there's a. <laughs> There's a lot of things that, that is gets... probably the worst one you've had so oh, far. Oh, please. Come on. Yeah, it is. Come on. No. I can do worse. I will do worse tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Now, should we talk about these, this situation, the metric situation? Yeah, I want to go back to that. Okay, so if, here. Okay, go ahead. If you missed the first segment, we'll, we'll kind of go back to that again here. Trev Alberts, again, yesterday, 
this is per Chris Dunker of the Journal Star broke this news, that Lancaster County Judge Ryan Post ruled the University of Nebraska-Lincoln must disclose the metrics mutually agreed to in former Husker football coach Scott Frost's contract. USA Today sued the university for those records. Trev Alberts comes out last night in Sports Nightly and says the metrics were six wins and not backing into six wins is what Trev Alberts basically Not backing into a bowl game. Right. So not backing into a bowl game right. with six wins. Right. So, no, I mean, I didn't hear it as if he – I didn't hear it as if Frost won six, he would have been safe. I don't believe that for a second. Um, a lot of people heard it that way. I did not hear it that way. Um, not surprising. Now, I'm, I'm interested in – if there's other metrics that are going to be re- released because of this lawsuit by USA Today, which, by the way, USA Today files that lawsuit I, because they track salaries um, for coaches nationally, everybody's. And I just think they try to make sure they get all the information they can, is my guess. Did you view this as necessary information yesterday? Mm, I didn't. Really? No. I don't need to know why, Coach. You know, I, I, I guess. Wait a second. I, what do you? Where, okay, go ahead. Complete your thought. Well, I I think that that was pretty obvious in our regard. What at least the minimum was, right? It seemed like it. Like you're saying, you you could still get fired at the minimum. We're saying that's that's what you have to do to get to a next season. You're mm-hmm. not we're not going to guarantee your back, but that's the absolute least that's you can right. do. That's right. But what's wrong that with knowing that? That seemed pretty obvious to me. Okay, but I think it's okay to have that down. This was a unique circumstance because Trev slipped up. How, how many? Remember when Trev slipped up and said, we we did agree to metrics, and people were like, oh, it, light bulbs went off in people's head because it was sort of unique. You don't hear that very often. Have you ever heard of any other coach university that we knew the metrics no, of their contract no, for? Did, no. did you want to hear that? Well, did you need it? I mean, or did you understand why decisions were made, and and probably what was pretty obvious, what the metrics were? Okay, back up. Here's what I'd say: you never hear it. You never hear an AD say that. You never hear an AD say these are the metrics coach, our coach has to meet in order to retain his job. Why do you never hear that? Because that's what would define the season, the countdown to the necessary win. Right, wins. And it would be uncomfortable for everybody involved, I think. Now, uncomfortable, it would be very fascinating. It would add intrigue to every season. If Think about the intrigue. Just stop and think about this. If, if an AD at every school said, this is what Mark Stoops say, needs to do this year to retain his job. Now, Mark Stoops, it would probably be eight wins, right? Or, or no, no, it wouldn't be. It'd probably be Less than that. Yeah, five, maybe six yeah okay but just knowing that would add intrigue to er to every coach's season but that's not what you want i don't think you want that no no no, you don't want healthy for anybody healthy it's not healthy it would be we strive to be unhealthy as a society no 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 no. i'm not suggesting that that makes us go crazy i'm saying it would be intriguing on a very base level like a game show type intrigue or like a reality show type intrigue no, I don't think it'd be healthy at all. It'd be interesting, though. I mean, what? I mean, think about some of the coaches where it would be really interesting. Guys that were, you know, on the hot seat, and this is what Nor- this is what Herm Edwards had to do at mm-hmm. Arizona State this year to retain his job. 
you know, it would have been fascinating with some of the with some of the guys, the Brian Harson at Auburn. What does he? What would he? Have, what does he have to do? We would know, and we'd be watching it closely, right? Yeah, we like. To, well, Harson's I mean, out. We like to be in the know as a society, but you don't always need to be completely in the know. What happened in this case was Trev slipped up few months ago and mentioned that there's metrics involved and everybody's light bulbs went off what what there's metrics including usa today who who keeps tabs on coaches salaries and salary information and they deem that to be necessary information for their you know for their enterprise which is fine i think it's okay um and they won the lawsuit now, what are the other what are these other metrics and how were they like were they in an actual contract was it an addendum was it something he scribbled on a legal pad and 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 stapled to the contract? I, I mean I, I mean I don't know what this we is. We don't know what it looked like. Right. Yeah. Right. How was it presented? Right. We don't know. I don't think it was part of the contract. I'm not from what I've heard it was just an it was an at it was an addendum. But I don't even know what form it took. Like, did he just write it down? Yeah, we you know, don't know. In a, on, on, with a pen and paper? I think that could be the case. Okay, this is a, a, a text from a Dexter, unnamed Dexter, coming okay. in. He says, why would Frost not be safe at six wins if Alberts was going to reinstate his contract? Why would Alberts agree to reinstate Frost's contract ex- at six wins mm-hmm. if there was still a chance he would fire him? And add a million, do- add a million dollars back to it? That's a good question. Um, See, that's where it kind of gets a little sloppy in here. Yeah, but I, but I'm still, I'm still of the mind that it, it would depend what that six and six would look like as far as whether if Frost would be retained. I know. I mean, I'm not even. I, I, you would have a hard time convincing me otherwise. A real hard time. That is a good point. That's a great point by Dexter. But I, I'm still of the mind that if that six and six includes three losses in the last three games uh-huh. backing into a bowl game Trev said he didn't want it to, he didn't they didn't want to back into a bowl game I don't think Frost would have been safe I don't think Frost thinks he would have been safe at six and six I don't think this and here's what I've said all along but that's I don't mm. think the staff would have been happy at six and six. I agree but wouldn't Frost have a case if he wanted to pursue legal action if on the paper it said hey six and six is what you got to get to and he yeah. still got fired well that's yeah I think he that's, would have a case. That's the conversation. Now, would he have pursued that? I don't, I don't know. I don't think Frost – here's the thing about this conversation that I find most interesting. I know Scott well enough. I know those, a lot of that staff well. They wouldn't have been happy with 6-6. Six and six. That's not what he wanted in year five, just to be hanging on. You know? Would, he, would they have gone forward? I suppose. I mean, but Frost, that's not what he wanted. That's not – he didn't just want to exist where, oh, God, we got through another one. You know? Six and six would have been disappointing to the staff. Would you have been happy with six and six? No. What, that, wow. that was my prediction before the season, but I wouldn't have been happy with it. No. no That's but, just me going with my realistic thought, but wanting more than that. But I know those guys wouldn't have been happy with six and six in year five. No way. No way. Uh, disingenuous in the text line says the words market improvement in that make it so there's an easy way out regardless of when with Trev Alberts and the metrics. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I understand that. Now, 
the reason I got surly, and I apologize to a certain extent. Um, to a certain extent, keywords. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, there's no doubt I've become sort of jaded covering Nebraska football over the years because I've seen way too much and I've seen the impact it has, the, the sort of the deceit and the, the political games that are played. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely look at a lot of what goes on through that in that context. You know, what happened, um, what has happened at this place. And it's, I mean, it's really unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that it colors the way s- some people look at what goes on. But, man, you, you, you know it. And you don't know it to the extent that I know it because I've had to cover it. But it's, it's been nasty. So, you know, Frost is out of the thresher, you know. He's out. Um, somebody's going to be in, back in, and it's a thresher. 464-5685. It's <laughs> a thresher. It, oh, I'm not denying that. No. It, it's. Is there ever a chance this place would not be uncomfortable? Because you have brought this up, I and mean, you're right. I think you're right. If Nebraska gets back to winning, they are going to start wanting more now. I don't know. I think that'll. Be, I think that will subside a little. I bit. I hope so. Like if Nebraska got nine wins, which has fired two coaches previously. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. The first year it happens, we'll be ecstatic. Now, if what if, if happens like Bowen, it's happened three, four straight years where you just you're good, mm-hmm. but you can't get over a hump. I don't think though. I think those days are over. I for, hope we have learned at this program that it can indeed hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You've been there. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think we'll get back into that pattern of. Yeah, I think the pattern will change. I don't think the standards – I mean, what you get is this. The hardcore fans saying, we will – do you remember this? We will never change our standards. Nine wins is our standard. Remember that? How people would just crush you over the head. They would beat you over the head mm-hmm. with that. We will never change our standards. Well – I hope you have now. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That sounds tough, but uh, be realistic. So I do think it's changed. I think that the mindset, the overall mindset has changed. I think it had to change. I, I always believe that. Back to my childhood, I thought it was odd when Osborne was under fire after a 9-3 and three season. I'd be like, Dad, what? I don't get, I don't get what, it. What, what am I missing here? Um, and, then, and then to cover it and see it unfold a couple times was odd. I mean, it was really – and just to know all all of what goes on behind the scenes, it can't help but jade you. I mean, it's you learn you learn a lot. Now, some people say, "Come on, simple." There's there are politics at gas and shop. I mean, the gas and shop employees. There's p- politics. Yeah, there are. They're everywhere. You can't escape it. You would like to think everybody's rowing in the same direction, like PJ Fleck, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but it's that's probably. Um, pie in the sky type thinking. You just hope you have a powerful enough leader like Osborne that Osborne, when Osborne was going 60 and three, Jake, I have news for you. Not everybody was rowing in the same direction, but he was powerful enough that he could make it work. He and Bill Byrne weren't, I mean, that wasn't a symbiotic relationship. They, but, but Osborne was so good 
so powerful, so good at what he did that he could he could make it work. Yeah. So here's what the deal. That's what you got to try to get. You got to get that person. It doesn't matter all the crap that goes on, the ex players that are biting at your heels all the time. Um, you you can't. You just got to rise above all that crap. Yeah. You got to rise above the politics and the administration. Rise above it all. It's tough. It's easier said than done. It's well, of very course, hard. it's easier. Said. That's why I I always have a tough time envisioning, like the a coach here lasting more than ten seasons anytime. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's a rough place. You know, think about like Iowa. I was getting frustrated with Ferentz, but he's been there for twenty plus years yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and they won the division last year. Oh, by the way, yeah. But like he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. I, I just I struggle to even envision Nebraska mm-hmm. having a coach for a decade. I don't struggles with that as much as you do i think there are certain people that are cut out to handle i would well no i'd love i'd welcome that but i just think this fan base in itself always is going to expect more and run people out i don't think so anymore i think those days might be over i hope they are yeah i think those days are over i could see like a lance leipold lasting 10 years here now he'd be 68 but that's 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 okay still pretty young that's coaching profession today yeah he could do that I could see him handling it. There are certain guys out there that I can definitely see handling this place. I could see Bielema handling it. Like does tough, it, tough, tough, yeah. tough dudes. I mean, they're they can. There's guys that definitely can rise above it. Bo had a lot of trouble with it. He just had a lot of trouble with it. All the crap, and he didn't have a supportive administration. But if you have a supportive administration, that can help. But if you're here for 10 years, it probably means you're not going to have the same AD all that time. Yeah, but you know what It's what it, to me is a little sad? I I beg for it, but I'm not sure that Nebraska fans all feel the way. Stability can be boring. Oh, God, Jay, come on. Which is sad. It's a, hor- it's a horrible place to be if, yeah. if, if that's your... I don't think that's You know true. that people like chaos. So they, they like change. They like, they, you know, carnage is not fun in the moment, but the effect of it or what can happen after that... It's kind of fun. Coaching searches are fun, right? Um, I, I don't like the road you're going down here. I just think some people like con- – we've talked about this before. People like chaos. People but I like don't. Chaos. I think that's a, a small percentage of the fan base. I would love stability. Something yeah. you can just count on winning. every year. Winning. Winning. Not a ton of coaches leaving to go to different jobs unless they're getting head coaching jobs, and kudos to them. I like think the, assistance, I mean, assistance. I think the vast majority of people would rather be talking about, okay, what's Nebraska have to do – to get to the Big Ten championship game. That would be fun. Right. What? How does Nebraska match up with the teams down the street? Well, we're doing that now, but no, I think they're, people would much prefer a stability and a program that's continually competing for championships. I mean, come on. I know you're. I know what you're saying, but I think you're talking about a very small percentage, Shane, a loud percentage. Before we get to break, Shane says this: fans need to come to terms that going seven and five every few years, mixed in with some ten and three, or sorry, ten and two, nine and three seasons, is the new normal. And, and there's you, nothing you wrong the right with coach. that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Accept it. Yeah, that's fine. And I think we have. That's the thing. I think most people have. It, it's. It took. Uh, it took a lot of, took a lot of beatings over the head, yep. but um, it took a lot of incredibly lopsided losses yep. to Texas Tech and Kansas and Colorado and Ohio State and Michigan. How many times did it take to get beat over the head before you understand? But I think, but I think we came around on it. I hope so. Oh come on! I think they have. Yeah.
Well, thanks for all the text. 402-464-5685. When we come back, Sip, there is a peculiar spread I have seen this weekend in a Big Ten game. I want you and the listeners to try to explain to me for a game in the Big Ten West. That's next on Early Break in the Ticket.